This is the Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. My name is Beck Charlotte and with me is my gorgeous co-host Alex J. This is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes have told us we have to see. And if you don't like it, then don't listen. Just don't listen. Don't hurt yourself, baby. We might be specifically talking to some Marvel fans <laughs> from uh, who might have joined us from TikTok. Oh, hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Um, Apologies? Sorry, not sorry. Apologies? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, for any, it's so hard online with the comments mm. because everything you write seems combative. Yeah. But we're just sweet, nice girls. We're just sweet, nice girls who, who just want to talk about movies in a funny way. Yeah, we don't mean you any harm <laughs> unless you step to us and then and then we'll fuck you up. Not me. She will fuck you up. Oh, though. yeah, no, Alex isn't going to do anything. I have no power whatsoever. But, all right. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my love? I am. I've just realized this is going to come out in like three Quite weeks. a long time. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, my love? I am excellent. Good. How are you? I am well. <laughs> Great. <laughs> to easy peasy. Can you tell that festival season's finished? I'm yeah. um, riding high. I've got time back. Ooh. It's amazing. I'm feeling good. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. And what a successful run it was. Thank you. And if you missed out, Oh, sorry, but that's okay. Like we can just totally fine. <laughs> we'll be we'll be back next year. Yeah. Um, so, what I, have you watched this week? I was just about to ask you the same question. Well, um, this week I believe we have mm. watched slash okay listened to the same thing. Mm-hmm. So ages ago, I uh, recommended the Sounds Like a Cult uh, podcast. Mm. On this podcast, mm. um, Meta. Oh my god! <laughs> they released an episode recently that was comparing stand-up comedy to a cult. Ooh, and baby! It was eye-opening, jarring. It was. So you told me about this, yes. And I was like, I have to listen to this ASAP because as soon as you said it, I think this is what a lot of people, a lot of comedians would do, is just starting to like put the pieces together, like beautiful mind style. And 100% it's a fucking cult. So I'm yeah. so excited to listen. And it's a great episode. Highly recommend. Really fucking, yeah. It's got Mae Martin on there as well. Oh, amazing. So if you are a comic listening to this or someone who's thinking about getting into comedy, <laughs> definitely give that a listen. Uh, it's just so, it's so interesting. There are, like, I'm sure there are a lot of industries that have a lot of crossover with, like, culty type things, but... Holy shit, it's like you're you're ticking every box almost. Yeah. To stand up. Yeah, it distances you from your family and friends. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. As soon as you start, you you create a whole separate life from your family and friends that they don't understand, they're not part of, they don't want to be part, you don't want them to be, and it's completely you've completely isolated yourself. So that that was the first big one that I was like, oh shit. Mm. Second big one was that you are working for years and years and years for free. For free to service the higher good, to, you know, hopefully become come to an enlightened place, i.e. celebrity status. Mm. Oh. Um, so at this point in time, I'd also like to plug our Patreon, uh, $7, <laughs> $7 a month for- Speaking of doing things for free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're now making our way out of the cult. Yes. Uh, so if you'd like to assist us in that, $7 a month on the Patreon, you also get four bonus episodes mm. uh, a month, as well as ad-free episodes of every single one of our episodes and you get access to early tickets and yes. all kinds of stuff. Please help us out of this cult. Please, please, for the love yes, of God. Yes, if for nothing else then to just free us from, <laughs> hey, from it. No, it's don't okay. cry. Don't cry. I'm not. I just miss my family. 
worried about me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Shall we speak about the movie that has brought us here today? Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> so this, uh, we're going to combine the intro of this movie mm-hmm. with Nice People Say Nice Things. Um, we would like to start by reading out a review that we read out a couple of episodes back, but we know that some of you don't listen to the end of the episode. So we're so chuffing it to the front. Here it is again. This is from uh, Michael, unique username. Uh, Michael says, the titular ladies have great rapport, wit, and charm. As <laughs> I'm still flattered by that. Yeah, it's, it's um, blushing, blushing. As someone who has almost certainly been that dude, it's great to find refreshing new perspectives on cinema and reform my ways. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You make it worth it. You make it all worth it. Mm. You make every day of this cult worth it. <laughs> My request uh, is Highlander. I've dude cinnamon people into it before. The first one only, okay? Mm-hmm. Never the sequels. Okay. I have read similar sentiments online after watching this film. Yes. Uh, this movie was also requested by Pippa on Facebook. She says, has anyone ever told you to watch Highlander? A couple of guys have have suggested I watch this and one guy I dated that didn't have a TV, brackets for reasons, pulled out a laptop so we could watch it together because it was so good. Jesus Christ. So Pippa, Pippa watched this movie on a laptop with no, a boy. No, 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 no. Mm. You need to be, you need to have an entire surround sound system. <laughs> With this movie. It, I just can't imagine watching this ridiculous movie but having your your focal point just being like a tiny screen of a laptop instead of – I just don't know. There's something about there's that. There's so many pamor- panoramic have, shots. Yeah, and you just have, that makes you – it means you have to concentrate even more. You can't like kind of look off into the distance and still see the TV in your periphery. You know, like it's just – it's on a laptop. I don't know. There's just so much – so much more to it. Mm. And – I feel so bad for you, Pippa. So this is for you. This one goes out to Pippa and Michael. Pippa and Michael. <laughs> Maybe Michael was the guy. Oh, my <gasps> God. Okay, Michael okay, and get Pippa. Get in touch. Get in touch with us. Have you guys smooched? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> we love if you have. <laughs> but I hope it's not after this movie because that's weird. No. Anyway, we'll get into okay. it. We'll get into it. Okay, so Alexia, what did you know of this movie? Yes, I made sure to write down my thoughts before it because this is one – in, in quite some time that I actually have had no idea what it was about and only had preconceived notions. So I assumed Highlander was an American cowboy movie. That's what I expected. Whoa. But he lives on the Highlands, and now I know that the Highlands are in Scotland, but I thought the Highlands were in America. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so a, a, hi, a cowboy that lives in the, in the Highlands of the plains of some desert in America or something and that he is a Highlander. That's what I thought it was. Right. What okay. did you think this movie was? I about? similarly was caught off guard mm-hmm. um, because I thought that this was like a serious, like period piece drama. Okay. I thought it was going to be like very similar to Braveheart. Ah, yes. Uh, very okay. serious and sincere. I thought there'd be maybe more of a thriller element to it. Mm. Um, definitely thought there'd be something Scottish with the title Highlander. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well done. Yeah, I was expecting something, yeah, very solemn. And that is not, oh, my God, that is not what this movie is at all. Should we just jump in? Let's get the hell in there. (laughs) From another time comes a man of great power. Talk funny, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. 
A warrior of incredible strength. You've the devil in you. We've been kinsmen 20 years. Connor McLeod was my kinsman. I don't know who you are. Because you were born different, men will fear you, try to drive you away. When the mystical Russell Nash, <laughs> sorry, it's just very funny to call someone whose name is Russell Nash mystical, <laughs> kills a man in a sword fight in a New York City parking lot. He leaves a sliver of an ancient weapon lodged in a car in the process. After brilliant forensic specialist Brenda Wyatt recovers evidence of the mysterious weapon, she and her partner, Lieutenant Frank Moran embark on an investigation of Nash that will land them in the middle of a dangerous centuries-old feud between powerful immortals. It's just bringing. I watch this movie like a week ago. It's just bringing it all back. It's just bringing it. Oh, it's like a wave. Okay, okay. Beck. I mean, for anyone who hasn't seen the classic cowboy movie Highlander, how would you describe this film? Okay, I uh, am. Going to take you on a journey. <laughs> so this movie starts with one of my favourite things of all time. Sure. Professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. And then combines it with what I think is most people's least favourite thing, PTSD. Okay. <laughs> Straight off the bat, we are, we're like, oh, we're having a great time. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is then silly. we see a sad man mm-hmm. thinking of a wartime. Yep. And it is jarring. It's quite jarring. The whole movie is quite jarring. But anyways, yes. The- yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, this man who has an unplaceable accent through the entire film <laughs> and a, a brow line so strong it almost covers his eyes. <laughs> oh, he had eyes. Yes, he had you're eyes. Right. You're right. I yeah. missed them, but you're right. They are there. There was points where you were like, what? You have to really squint to see him. Yeah. <laughs> and the start of the movie when I saw Sean Connery's name come up. I was like, oh, Sean Connery is the lead in this. So for the first 10 minutes, I was like, he had some work done. (laughs) (laughs) When did he get it done? Because I think he had already been Bond. He'd been Bond before. So he just had some work done in between Bond and, I don't know, Zorro. Then had to get it undone because yeah. he didn't. He wasn't into it. Yeah. So it's important to note that is not Sean Connery. That is not Sean Connery. That is another man. <laughs> Sean Connery is this, is oh. a supporting lead in this fucking movie, oh. which I will, we will get to. We will, we we will, will get sorry. to. So anyway, it turns out he is an immortal being similar to Edward Cullen from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Who is in love with a mortal woman similar to Edward Cullen from Twilight. Interesting. And he has to distance himself from everyone, and but he's still haunted by his past, his violent past, similar to Edward Cullen from <laughs> Twilight. All right. Yeah. And so he is on the run uh, from who he was. He is constantly fighting with other immortal beings, mm-hmm. similar to Edward Cullen from Twilight. Wow. And they're not friends, they are these not immortal friends. beings. They mm-hmm. are at each other's throats. Yes. We finally learned where the saying there can only be one yeah. comes from. from. From this movie. I had no idea. Neither. And it is said a lot. A few times. 
a lot. One, two or three times, yes. Which I am grateful for. Sure. Because a lot of movies it'll be like a like a one-off line to the side. Throw away. And then you'll be like, that's it? That's what made it famous? This one really was like, we're going to make this We made it work. famous because we said it so many times people couldn't possibly forget it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And also this, these immortal beings, they're stuck in their old ways, though, because they can't use guns, apparently. They have to only fight with swords. Swords, yes, that's right. Yeah, they, they don't, they're not progressive immortals. Mm-mm. They don't really, like, move with the times. Yeah. Or are they so progressive weaponry. they don't believe in I mean, maybe. carrying a gun? Let's get on some, let's get on some Reddit threads and <laughs> ask and figure this out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he kills. The whole thing is basically him fighting these immortal beings that are trying to kill him. But then the cops find out that he's been killing people and they're like, no, no, no. We don't like that. Uh, one of the female cops tries to trick him with her pussy. Uh, oh, yeah. But then they end up falling in love. Is that the same woman? That's the old, the, the <laughs> with her pussy. <laughs> The forensics lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do end up falling in love. Okay, cool. Because they I end was, up together. I was very worried that there was another wiry-haired '80s woman, <laughs> and I was like, I can't tell. They all look the same. They've given every woman in here the same color and haircut, and terrible like, makeup. Can't. Those so bad. Especially that final scene, like with them, like on the beach or something, where it was just like pure daylight lighting. I was oh like, my oh god, she is washed out. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's like the sound of music. Oh, it's not like the sound of music at all. <laughs> Uh, and anyway and then yeah in the end she eventually does trick him with her pussy she does but he tricks her right back and they fall in love she he tricks her with his dick and she's there's a match made in heaven yeah the tricky genital people yeah oh and i'm not sure how but he's not a mortal anymore and they can have children now yes and he won't see all his his kids die and stuff before him because you're right somehow i don't know how he becomes Mortal. Yeah. Again. Oh, oh, and Sean Connery pops up in the middle yeah. and is a, such an interesting, exciting character. A very mu- perplexed, multi layered character. Yeah. I mean, you know, genetically. Like, <laughs> I think I, we would describe him as a, an immortal dandy. <laughs> Bit of a dandy, a bit of a dandy, yeah. Uh, but he's, I, he's like Egyptian and Spanish, and he has a, a Scottish accent. He's yeah. a very he's a multifaceted man. Oh, and a cape that Peter would absolutely protest absolutely. nowadays. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Highlander. That's it. That's Highlander. Okay, can I ask? Yes. Did you like this film? I did not appreciate it the whole way through. I will say. Okay. Yes. Um, but afterwards, I definitely felt that I had been touched by the pop culture fairy. I oh, was okay. like, this is, look, not what I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. not enjoyable or easy to watch. <laughs> sure. But afterwards, I was like, that that explains a lot. That explains a lot of things that have happened in my life and yes. I've come into contact with. I agree. It, oh, good. Yes, good. I hated this movie. It was such a slog, but I appreciate it and it was nice to see just like, I again, I never even heard of this movie, but I can absolutely see how influential this movie was to dudes, to mm. cinema. That, that it was a, it's just a perfect like encapsulation of how fucking ridiculous movies were at this exact period in time. Yeah, yeah. they were just making anything. That's I wrote down. They'll just let people make any movies <laughs> in the eighties because, my god. 
Okay. I need you to know, I don't like, uh, Michael, if you're still listening, thank you. It's not like a vitriolic hate for this movie. Okay. It's that this movie made it really, really, really hard to get invested in. Yeah. Because I didn't know what was happening a lot of the time, Mm -hmm. particularly in regards to our leading man, (laughs) Nash. Nash. I didn't know his name was Russell until you said it just before. (laughs) Well, like that's his that's his new name. So they say during it, which I thought was like a very interesting plot point that every time he kind of lives the lifespan of a human, he then has to pretend to die and leaves himself, leaves a fake name, all of his belongings. So then he comes back into society, assuming the identity of the fake name. So then he kind of gets he's never homeless or never without money. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but the, it's pretty morbid because what they what he does is he okay. So yeah. So he's he dies. Just say like in whatever period of time he's lived a a normal length life, so he has to pretend to die. The identity that he then assumes, he'll always he'll go and find a dead baby's identity and then steal the identity of a baby that had died, so that he can pretend to have been born at the time that the baby it's pretty morbid but he's not a baby he's not a baby i don't know the specifics but it just it was it was a really interesting point like part of the movie explanation it was like this is the part that you're going really hard and really specific on the details not the immortality not anything else but this part explaining how he does it logistically is what they went really hard on. Yeah. Like, okay, because that like, happened a couple of times in the movie. This mm. is one where it just went, like, s- super, like, it went from, like, this is a, a little s- 80s adventure movie. might as well be the Prin- Princess Bride star. Like, yeah. that, I got that vibe from it sometimes. And then I have a moment like that where you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what whoa, the whoa, fuck? Whoa. Yeah, that happened a lot during this movie. Like, as well, with the sexual assault reveal at the end? That's what? Trigger warning on that. What? What the? You don't see it or anything. No. Thank God. Thank God. But, yeah, right at the end, the villain basically t- tells the guy that he raped and murdered Sean Connery's wife no Nash's wife oh my god and then he's like yeah and she never told you and I'm like from like hundreds of years ago hundreds of years ago like a thousand years ago he's now revealing I mean it's a lot of interesting choices Mm. I think but it very much gave me that vibe of 80s crazy like Robocop like you get you know just crazy (laughs) sci-fi shit so when did it click for you that he's immortal it well, I mean, I got like a faint whiff of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 15 minutes in. Oh, wow. And then when finally when Sean Connery showed up, I think like 45 minutes in and was like, he's immortal. I was like, thank you. It that- was an hour in before they explicitly explained that he's immortal. And I had no idea yeah. until then. So I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Because they go from like different pe- time periods. They so you- swap. And so I had no idea what was happening. It wasn't made expressively clear that he was immortal, so I just thought he was some time traveler or something, but yes. they didn't explain it. Me and Skip actually had a small, like, disagreement okay. of, like, he's a, he's a time traveler. I'm like, no, he's immortal. And then he was like, no, but he's jumping from time to time. Right. And I was like, no, they've just chosen what I thought. the Pulp Fiction route. Of nonlinear storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, that was my first, like, kind of 
problem. Like I think if they'd made it more explicitly clear for the idiots like me and hey. Skip <laughs> no. who think that it was time travel, yeah, I would have been a bit more on board. Yeah. But I spent the first half of the movie just confused. Well, because they didn't make it explicitly. They didn't have like even like a twinkling sound or anything or like they were just like all of a sudden it was like, oh, and now we're back in Normandy. Like what? Yeah. And then and then they throughout it, they spliced in even just random scenes from other periods of time that he's lived in. And by then I understood what it was so I could follow it. But there wasn't a lot of consistency with how off, how long they were in each of the time periods because in one time period they just, it's like during what? World War Two or something, and he saves a little girl. I'm like, oh yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> Which led to nothing. Nothing. I, you know, okay, that was like a big jarring thing. The second thing that I found really jarring, and I think if they'd sub this out all the time travel thing, I, I could oh, have yeah. enjoyed it more. Is our leading man's accent? Accent. Hmm. And lack of projection. Yes. Who is he? Okay, so I had to do something I never do is I had to look up things about this movie. Rude. Rude. Unfair. Highlander. <laughs> Please. I get to talk about the movie for an hour. That's it. I don't need to learn anything. I'm not opening a web page. <laughs> I am going off instant reactions alone. <laughs> but so, okay, so this is his story. His name is Christopher Lambert. Okay. And he is a, he was born in New York, but I think he lived most of his life in France, question mark. Okay. Coming together. Yeah. So he was in the original Tarzan movie, which he didn't have to have a lot of lines in. He just had to be Tarzan. Okay. And everyone was like, wow, he was great in that. Amazing. So good. He is a person just like how Tarzan was a person. Yeah. Well done. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And they were like, well, I guess it wouldn't. He doesn't need that many more skills to be a leading man in an action sci-fi <laughs> fantasy okay. film. Oh, that was his only other role. His only other role. And it, I, after he was cast, it became apparent <laughs> that he he didn't know a lot of English, like how to speak a lot of English. They didn't realise that until after he was cast. <laughs> right. And this is the crazy thing. This article that I read was like 10 facts you never knew about Highlander. <laughs> and it was like, you may have not noticed, but... <laughs> Our leading man, Christopher Lambert, didn't actually speak a lot of English. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to tell you, but that was very apparent. That was very obvious. Let's call this nine things you may not have noted and one thing you were pretty clued into about Highlander. <laughs> okay. That makes way more sense. Yep. So he didn't speak English. So he learnt English for this movie kind of thing. I think so, yeah. Or he would like learn his lines like phonically. Yeah, right, right, right. That makes more sense. Because, yeah, you're right. His accent was unplaceable. Yeah. Even though they made several comments to it, I'm like, but I need an explanation. I need him to sit there and be like, oh, it's because I've lived in many right. different places. Because that was kind of the explanation the movie gave, right? Like, because he's traveled and he's lived for thousands of years. So he's just adopted, like, he's just got an amalgamation of all different accents. Yeah. Right? But there was no point where he's like, oh, and I lived for a very long time in France. Yeah. Like- <laughs> I was like, well, that may make sense okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, it's interesting because then Sean Connery, who has lived for even longer than Christopher Lambert's character, just had regular Sean Connery voice. Yeah. There was no mismatchy amalgamation of accents there. Oh, my God. But he was, he was Egyptian and Spanish. Uh, and yeah. I just, it's so funny to me. So funny. It's okay. this whole, that just, this, that's this whole movie. It's just a messy jumble of stuff that dudes love, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so hard to watch him because he's, 
this is his like second ever leading role. <sighs> then watch him across from Sean Connery, <sighs> a man who English is his first language and only language, dare I say. Yeah. <laughs> and he's been a leading man for decades. For decades. Like it was really. That would have been really intimidating. <sighs> it would have been really fucking intimidating. <gasps> like, I'm so sorry, Sean. But we have to do this scene and you're going to blitz it, of mm. course. And I don't speak the language, but let's give it a go and action. Yeah. I felt so, I felt really f- bad for Sean that he was in this movie. Really? I felt really sad for him because I didn't understand the gravitas that this movie now has. It has become a, f- a full on cult mm. following, right? And I, see, I totally get that. I do get that. It tracks with all of the other films like your Blade Runners and all that kind of sci-fi 80s movies that became cult status. Mm. But at the same time, I mean, it was just such a silly movie. But I don't know. It wasn't silly enough for me to be like, this is a silly movie. It was like, it was too messy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it took itself really seriously. Sometimes it was silly. But the whole way through, it was just like, poor Sean. Yeah. He's Bond. And now this. And now this. But he went through a phase uh, of doing really like, weird shit like this oh. like straight after bond he did a movie and Ooh, interesting i can't remember what it's called i think it starts with z or something like that mm-hmm. not zorro sorry <laughs> but he's wearing like this like red like leather like a lingerie hold on i've what gotta find a picture of it red leather lingerie oh my lord and as well like he did not shave for it at all like he was like oh, hairy in like this. Yeah, <sighs> red here. Yeah, here it is. What is that? <sighs> Crazy, okay, right? I don't feel bad for him anymore. This is his jam. Yeah, Do Zardoz a, is what the movie's Do weird called. Shit. Oh, I, okay. I take it back. I love this for him. <laughs> I love this movie for Sean Connery. So this was chill for him. He <laughs> was like, this role seems completely normal. Yeah, it's <laughs> actually a bit easier than the other things I've been dabbling in lately. <laughs> So I was really confused at the beginning, and and this is just a bugbear I have with a lot of films, is that, so th- you know how, so it starts with wrestling. Yeah. Which we never revisit. Yeah. I thought it was, a, I was like, okay, I guess it's a movie about wrestling. Yeah, real wrestling. I was like, okay, I'm in for oh, this. Okay, this is Music so different. Music by Queen? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Queen did this whole Queen soundtrack. Queen did the whole soundtrack. They're like... They did one song and then they were like, that was really fun. Can we do the entire soundtrack for this movie? Or did they, did they, this was a they, consensual choice? They wanted to. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad that they. I'm glad that everything, yeah, everyone in this was consensual. Yeah. I feel like everyone did this movie with a gun to their head, but I'm glad everyone was into it. Yeah, so it starts with the wrestling and that was discombobulating because I then had to re- like reset my brain 10 minutes later and be like, okay, so it's not about wrestling. That was just the mm. opening scene. <laughs> and then we have that really long fight in the car park. So but we don't know why they're fighting. We don't know who they are. I just think the exposition was really fucked and not very good in this film Yeah, for a first watcher because, yeah, they're fighting for ages and it's this big scene with swords and stuff. And I was like, but I don't know what's happening. I don't know who these people are. Mm. I don't know why they're fighting. Then the guy just like backflips away. <laughs> The, okay, that was why, because I was kind of into the sword fighting scene. I was sure. like, this is cool. This is These people are very good at what they do. Mm. But the backflipping, I was like. But he's he's running away, backflipping. I was like, mate, wouldn't it just be more run. time efficient to just run? Yeah. Like, you'd cover way more ground. I reckon that was just one of the stunts being like, I can do 10 backflips in a row. And they're like, it's in. It's in. It <laughs> in the movie. That's exactly. I think a lot of stuff happened that way with this movie. <laughs> 
Especially the villain. Do we want to talk about him? Okay. I loved him. <laughs> I loved him. For all He's of the campiest, <laughs> most ridiculous villain I've seen. He's, uh, Are we talking about like the big, the big, big, big guy? The okay. one who assaulted yes. his I mean, wife. I didn't I loved him because I didn't know that he did that. Yeah, that didn't come um, out until, until later. the end of the movie. <laughs> and <laughs> Okay, he was amazing. He Okay, speak on that. <laughs> okay, so he was so camp and so overboard and, like, just, like, he was having fun with every scene you could tell. Yeah. Like, he really was, like, in the character and, like, you could really tell he's, like, yeah, I'm immortal. I'm not scared of fucking anything. Yeah, and he was really, yeah, you're right. He was very much, like, he embodied evilness. Yeah. I, I believed that for him. I was scared of him also because like, he's just sheer confidence of mm. someone that's lived forever and has no consequences. True. Like, I was like, I but you've thought about this character and how to play it and I really like how you're playing it. Okay. And every choice you're making is interesting. Scared of you. So scared of you. Mm. Um, confused by you as well. Yeah. Confused. Perplexed. Yeah. But I liked him. Cool. He was, yeah, he was the most interesting character. Yeah. Definitely. I just... My feelings about him and my same feelings about the movie is just like the consistency wasn't super there. Like right. sometimes he'd be camp and ridiculous and the other times he's saying he raped someone. Like it was just the consistency of the tone, I guess. Yeah. Tonally it was just a bit all over the place for me. But, again, it was the 80s and it's a sci-fi fantasy film. Yeah. They can do whatever the fuck they want. So I get it. I think also he was kind of like a life raft in every sure. scene with yeah. Nash. <laughs> Because I was like, nothing is happening. And then he came in, I was like, well, at least there is something. Something is happening on screen other than a man mumbling things (laughs) I can't understand. (laughs) And there were no subtitles. Oh, shit, there weren't. Yeah, I think subtitles would have changed the game for this movie. Completely. What did you think of, like, apart from the weird accent guy, the weird accent, what did you think of him as an actor character portrayal? I was confused. Yeah. I was confused. Was he meant to be hot? Because he really wasn't. He really he was wasn't. really uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Can I, I say then? that with the most love, but, I mean, he's, he's kind of painted as this, like, heroic stallion of a man yeah. that's lived thousands of years and can get all the ladies in all of the time periods of history. And I was like, I don't see it. Yeah. It's just weird to look at. He also, I think he had like a bit of a like lazy hind. <laughs> I feel so mean it's saying so this. so bad. But we always talk about when people are hot. We should talk about it when they're ugly. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, this is the thing. It's he like- was just, I just had never seen him before. And I'd, it's just weird to see an 80s movie where I don't recognize someone. Because normally when we watch these films, it's like, oh, that's baby that person. That's baby that person. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And also, okay, so he's not ugly. No. I think- in terms of like leading eighties man, he's he's he make it makes him ugly because yeah. every leading eighties man is like you got a Harrison ten. Ford, yes, you got other Harrison. It's mainly Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford, even a Mel Gibson in the eighties sure. before yeah. we knew, <laughs> before we knew, like even Tom Cruise and stuff. Yes, like, of course, they're not like people that like I am attracted to, mm. but like you would look at them and be like, oh, classically that, yeah. <laughs> okay, if we've cut anything out, head over to Patreon. You can listen to the full one in this. <laughs> All right. Unless you hate bullying, then don't go there. 
<laughs> oh, he's fine. I think he did yeah. very well off this movie. Yeah, I mean, there's four other, no, sorry, three other Highlander movies. So, and I read that they all suck. No one likes them. Yeah. Just like Michael said, don't watch the second one, only the first one. I mean, how do you build on that? Yeah, how do you? But if Sean Connery came back for the second one, he had such a good time in the first. <laughs> now mean, that makes more sense why. Yeah, I think for the outfits alone that he was wearing were so crazy. Give me in some more red. Yes. Oh, yeah, so I felt bad. I felt bad for him because mm. he, he he was trying his best. He was. But he was, he was poorly cast. I Very, don't think it was yeah. on him. Yeah, I don't think it was on him. Do you know what? And probably because of just I'm just thinking because of Braveheart, but a Mel Gibson in that role would have been that's yeah. that's who it that's who I have in my head for mm. this time traveler immortal ladies man role. Yeah, he's like a Mel Gibson in the eighties. Like, sorry, I spoke over you. No, um, what was I? Th- I had a thought. I had two thoughts at once, oh, and then sorry. they had a fight, and then they disappeared. Oh no! <laughs> oh, you know, okay. So who? Okay, if you got to cast this, then mm. who? Would you have picked? So to me, this movie is The Princess Bride Crosses Braveheart. Yes. So if we could get an amalgamation of that guy from The Princess Bride and Mel Gibson, that would be the perfect casting oh for me God. in this film. But yeah, I can't I can't stop thinking of Mel Gibson. Mm. What about you? Yeah, Mel Gibson. I think also Kurt Russell was oh, suggested. Yeah. This gave me big like uh big trouble in little China vibes yeah. too. Just like the darkness of it. Calling car parks. It's crazy as well. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been killer in it, yes. I think. Yeah, Kurt Russell for sure. Also, Skip's suggestion mm-hmm. for who should have been cast in this was Arnie. Ooh. Arnold Schwarzenegger, for anyone who doesn't know <laughs> who we're talking about. I like that. Because he still has like a foreign like accent. Yes. He's very similar to the guy that did play him. Yeah. Like a bit not super emotional in the face. Mm. And it almost makes me think, okay. Mm. that the studio saw the success of Arnie. Yes. And they were in like... A la Terminator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, the ladies love him. Mm-hmm. He barely speaks English. <laughs> and he's a little bit dead behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. This guy is going to have the exact same... The ladies will go nuts. They Look thought at he was him. was going to be the new Arnie. Yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't. Also, because Arnie, like, is fucking... He gets his whole kit off. Yeah. In the first few minutes of turning. We yeah. see that ass... We and see we dead ass. Almost see that dick. We see the dick is implied. The yeah, dick is heavily <laughs> implied. <laughs> like maybe if this dude had been naked, like in the first ten minutes, which is surprising that he wasn't considering yeah. it's an eighties action film. Yeah. They love that. They love that. Maybe he didn't have a good rig, and he was like, "What is he doing here? Why is he getting paid so much money? <laughs> Who does he know?" Who does he know? We see some tits and ass in this movie, though. Oh, my, okay. <laughs> that sex scene. That was that was very jarring. Again, this whole I, movie is quite jarring. Yeah. It's like as they go through the movie, they want to introduce new elements that like a, like a sex, like a mm. romantic nudity sex scene that they haven't even hinted at. Like, again, we haven't seen him with his kid off earlier. Yeah. I didn't know this was a nudity movie. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa. He's We're going here now? Going hell for leather on this woman. <laughs> this wiry-haired woman. <laughs> I feel like the word no was not said on set ever to any suggestion. That's true. This movie. <laughs> you got your backflips. Yeah, you've got the full-on nude sex scene. You've got a sexual assault scene. Yeah. You've got... He's like, All right, oh. yeah, that, that probably wasn't even scripted. I'd say that actor was just so in the role and he's like, you know what would make my backstory even more hectic? Mm-hmm. See if I raped that guy's wife 400 yeah. years ago. Do it, like, say yes. it, go for it. 
Because I did read that, um, you know, that final scene in the church, mm. which was I found very upsetting and, like, disturbing. He apparently did improvise a lot of those lines, that villain guy, of what he was saying. Okay. So, which I hope he's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was really in character. He was, in- he was really into that character. <laughs> oh, fuck. But that sex scene was like, <laughs> I will give points for the lighting in that sex scene. It was very nice. It reminded me of the Top Gun sex scene. Me too. Yeah. A lot a of lo- shadows. Silhouettes. We yep. love a silhouette. Love a silhouette. But we definitely saw, <laughs> I saw Nip. I saw Nip. Which, the 80s were wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, I feel there's a renaissance now of like showing dicks on screen. True. Like they, people are like, well, you saw a bunch of tits. Now we're going to get the dicks out. But we don't want to. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is what turns society into the celebration of the dick. That's true. You know, we become, we don't see a lot of dicks and when we do see it, it's very jarring. Mm. So maybe by seeing a lot of it on screen, you know, in 10 years' time. It won't be jarring. It won't be that joke of being like, ugh, dicks. Yeah, it'll be like, it'll be like, oh, there's a dick. (laughs) It's the the free the dick movement. That's what we're starting. Oh, my God, yes. Hashtag free the dick. Free the dick. I want to see where it goes. (laughs) I'll go through as many jarring moments as I need to yep. to turn this around. <laughs> to become for it to become palatable <laughs> once again. <laughs> um, oh, let's go back to the okay, final oh, yes. scene, moment in oh, the church. Yes, the church scene. I really didn't like that. It was really upsetting. Yeah. And it was so heavy and he was being so gross and all the people fleeing the church because they were so uncomfortable. Ugh. Mm. But it did what it was meant to do. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, it was really, yeah, jarring and full on. And then I did like the scene where uh, she was tied up to that big sign. And <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about the scene on the, the rooftop. Scene, yeah, where all the letters yes. are falling down. I was like, that was that nuts. would have cost so much money. Yes. And it was really well, like, choreographed. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then, yeah, it just got, like... At the end, rather than him just killing him, he got way too into, like, the lore and the mythos of all sure, of the yeah. Highlanders. and Yeah. Yeah, it was really confusing. I didn't follow that storyline about the there can be only one and mm. that they are – like, I really didn't until I read the Wikipedia synopsis afterwards. So it is that all these Highlanders are immortal but they're not friends and they're battling throughout centuries and then the idea is that – it'll end up that there'll only be two Highlanders left in the world and then they're called by some mystical being to go and have a final battle. And so then one Highlander emerges and there's only him left, which means there can be only one. But why? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's what was confused. I was like, okay, so they'll eventually go to some big battle that they'll be called to, which I guess was that roof scene. Mm. But then... At, at the end, he's like, yeah, I'm not a mortal anymore. I can have a baby. I'm like, yeah. what, was that the thing to just end being a Are Highlander? Just ending Highlanders? Because I thought you guys liked Highlanders. Yeah. thought you were into it. thought you loved it. That big guy was having so much fun. He loved it. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of questions. Did you notice, and I didn't notice this until I read IMDb Trivia, but then I went back and, oh, my God, it's amazing. Did you read that in that final scene where she's like hanging on to the scaffolding on the roof, um, they just forgot or just didn't bother see like uh, editing out the rope pulley system that's attaching her to it. And it's very blatantly obvious that she's just like got a harness on and she's attached and she's like, oh, no, but she's very securely attached to oh it the whole time. Oh, my God. That's the stuff I love about 80s movies. That's fucking – I want to go back and watch that now. Yeah. 
It's pretty good. I love, I love when they let it slip through the cracks. It makes them human. It makes them human. <laughs> so did he die in battle and then was not immortal anymore? Because they say that I think you can only kill an immortal person by cutting off their head. Right. Oh, like a zombie? Is he like a zombie immortal? Zombie or is he like Highlander? a vampire, like Edward Cullen? Like it. Okay, yeah, the parallels? I was like, a lot. this is Twilight for boys. Sorry. Oh my God, Highlander is Twilight for boys. <laughs> Which I get. I get why yeah. it has a cult following. There's, I mean, there's also four Twilight m- movies. True. Except the last one is broken into two parts. Oh my God, there's five. Yeah. Jesus. And they're all fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one thing I really, one moment I did find really sweet and really endearing was, you know how when his medieval girlfriend dies and she's, that's a really sad scene. And she says to him, like, please just like light a candle for me on my birthday. And then it cuts to like present day and he's still lighting a candle for her every year on her birthday. And it's been like hundreds and hundreds of years. That was romantic as fuck. That was really fucking sweet. I love that. Yeah. Um, I did like the little romance in this when he was mm. like, I can't leave her. Mm. But it was also so interchange. Like, it kept cutting away from it, so I couldn't get, like, invested. Yes. And excited about it. I agree. I think that's where it fell short for me is, like, I found it just really hard to properly get invested. And I wanted to. Mm. But, yeah, the chopping and changing was a bit too jarring. Yeah. There was one too many wiry blondes in this as well. He has a type. Yeah. Well, there was literally uh, – there was not a single brunette Mm-mm. to be seen. mm Oh, and then right at the end, again, tonal consistency just vanish. There's like cartoon demons that come up in the air yes. and stuff, which we haven't seen any animation in this film up until this Mm-mm. point. <laughs> oh, my God. We saw a couple of little blue lines, but I was like, that could, that oh, could be true. anything. <laughs> little stink lines, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. <sighs> um, so I read that in 1998, Halliwell's film guide described Highlander as muddled, violent, and a noisy fantasy and stated that the explanation doesn't come until most people will have given up. And that's how I felt. Okay. They didn't properly explain the premise of the film until I was ready to kind of tap out. Mm. That's my takeaway from All this right. film. All right. I'm just glad to know that we're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool, 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 cool. But so this movie, was it successful when this came out? Uh, it became, oh, when it came out, I don't think it was super successful, but yeah, then it became a cult film and inf- inspired all of the, the sequels. Right. Okay, okay. The guy wrote the script for this movie as a class assignment while he was an undergrad in a screenwriting program at UCLA, if that helps. That makes, oh, so it was written by like a 20-year-old. Oh, I and then kinda... he's, he's since had a very lucrative career because this has become fucking huge. Yeah, and then he wrote sequels and stuff that they all bombed. But like, this, there was merch. Like he, I think he was. I think he did very well from this entire franchise. I mean, good for him. Yeah. Also, I feel bad because it's like it's written by a twenty year old. I'm like, I'm twenty eight. I couldn't write something this good. That's right. I think it was heavily <laughs> rewritten for for screenplay. Yeah, for what ended up actually being. Okay, well. Hmm. I think it's about time. I think so. Alexia, mm. I have a question for you that I'm very curious to know your answer. Did this movie make you horny? No, not at all. No. Oh, I could have, but it just didn't get over that line for me. Yeah. What about you? No, mm-hmm. not at all. I, yeah, I was admired Sean Connery's hmm. character. Res- respect him. Yeah. For being in this. Yeah. Again, a life raft situation yes. or as like something to cling to. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, not not horny, horny. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend this movie on a date? 
No, mm. I, I uh, understand Pepper. I know Pepper. I'm sorry, Michael. I understand this movie's cultural importance, but I think this is something that people have to come to on their own. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can, if you really love this movie, I think it would be really hard to bring someone else into it. I agree. Yeah. I think it'd be really rude to try and bring someone else into this movie if you've mm. loved it since you were a kid. I think this movie, yeah, I appreciate, like, same, I appreciate its cultural importance. I totally see why it's a cult classic. And if you watch this back in the 80s and 90s when it came out, it would have been fucking cool. Mm. But as a first watch, this is not, I think if you haven't watched Highlander by now, I wouldn't bother. I think Mm. leave it for the people who are obsessed with it, who cult follow it. I just don't think it's for anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Don't force this movie on people. It's so confusing and it's so big. Mm. There's so much in it. Oh, I will say, this is the, if you must, if you must watch this movie on a date, you legally have to find a version with subtitles. Agreed. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that is a legal caveat. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. And if we fucking hear about anyone forcing someone to watch this movie without subtitles, we are- Going to the UN. Going to the UN. And we will get it shut. We won't get it shut down. But we just we just don't know where he's from, so yeah. we have to go to the UN, <laughs> to UN and out, be like, and then we can complain to that specific country. Yeah. <laughs> um, ratings. How many Edward Cullen parallels <laughs> out of five do you give this movie? Um, I'm going to give it a two. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate its cultural importance. What nice. about you? I give it a two and a half. Okay. In hindsight, I'm like, I'm enjoying remembering, remembering the scene. Yes, I agree. And yes, that's a perfect. That's This is a more enjoyable movie to think about and remember than to actually sit and watch for two hours. Yes. Yeah. That's, I think, why it must have so much cultural importance because yeah. people are like, that was crazy. Wasn't that fun? I mean, I haven't watched it in 20 years, but I remember it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so this is, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. Uh, at, at the time of watching it, mm-hmm. two. Hindsight, three. Great. <laughs> We should give a hindsight rating. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, that was Highlander. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod, like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast, um, please, there's so many things you can do. Number one, you can go over to iTunes and give us a five star review just like michael did mm. and that's how you get your requests onto the podcast hell so yeah let us know in your review which movie a dude has told you to see and we will review it for you uh if you want to give a little bit more head over to the patreon seven dollars a month for a bunch of free shit mm. subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and mm. also we have merch at dudecinemapod.com tote bags and stickers for you to show your love and appreciation. Mm, and thank you again. Shout out to Trevor, who took us on a trip to Norway recently. Yes. Oh, my God. Trevor has been taking us all over the world, and we love it. Thank you so much, Trevor. Thanks, we, Trev. Yeah, it's really nice to see. Yeah. And so finally, yes, Alexia, mm. Michael, Pippa, <laughs> and Trevor. And Trevor. And the rest of you. And all of our cinemates. Akumite to you. And Akumite to you and yours. Bye.